I have been invited to join a group of pastors and leaders from churches around the Twin Cities. And their hope is to hold this huge gathering in U.S. Bank Stadium a year from now in the spring of 2018. And in their emails and video communication, they shared what the purpose of this event is all about. They want to find the lost and gather the unsaved together in this big space and share the word of Jesus. Now what I struggle with when I read these invitations is the language that they use, this separation of people into categories saved and unsaved, lost and found. I'm just wondering how one determines this. How are we to know ourselves who is saved and who is not? And then that whole question about being lost. Aren't we all trying to find our way in this world? I have been thinking about all of this as we hear these stories from the Gospel of Luke and most specifically in light of the story today of Jesus' encounter with Zacchaeus. We are getting close now to Jesus entering Jerusalem, to his betrayal, trial, and death. And as Jesus heads to the cross, he passes through Jericho. Now in this, I want us to be a little imaginative today. And I want us to wander back to the beginning of Jesus' ministry and make the connection to what is happening on the banks of the Jordan River and John the Baptist and what is happening in Jericho with Zacchaeus. John the Baptist at the beginning of Jesus' ministry is bellowing to these droves of people who were coming out to hear him and wanting to be baptized. And this is what John is saying, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Don't say, I have Abraham as, I, as our ancestor because God is able even from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. And so the crowds ask him, what are we supposed to do? How do we bear fruit worthy of repentance? And what John says simply is this, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, teacher, what should we do? And he said to them, collect no more than the amount prescribed to you. Now, it doesn't say this in the Bible, but I really have to wonder if maybe Zacchaeus was one of those tax collectors who was there on the banks of the River Jordan asking John, what is he supposed to do? And since that moment, I wonder if Zacchaeus has been wrestling with what it means to bear fruit worthy of repentance. What would it look like in Zacchaeus' life? 
Now, do you see the connection? Luke says to us that he's a tax collector and he's rich. A really bad mix. Tax collectors were agents of the Roman government. And if he's rich, that means he's rich because he's padding his own pockets with the money of others. And I really wonder if Zacchaeus is struggling, thinking, is this what I'm supposed to do in my life? Because my family is well taken care of and I'm well taken care of, is this what it really means to live? Now, there's something that Zacchaeus is struggling with because we hear he is determined to see Jesus. So much so that he climbs a tree to get a look. And even in the mass of people crowding around, Jesus notices him and he calls to him, Hey, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm coming to your house. And then without prompt, Zacchaeus just spills forth, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Maybe in this moment, Zacchaeus seeks to know what is like to connect with others rather than raise himself above because of his work and the power that that holds. Maybe in this moment, Zacchaeus knows what it means for him to step out and turn toward Jesus and turn toward others in his neighborhood. And maybe finally, Zacchaeus realizes what it means for him to bear fruit worthy of repentance. And as Zacchaeus climbs down that tree, Jesus comes close, looks him in the eye, and he says to him and to the whole crowd of people around, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek out and save the lost. Being saved is not a label or a category that we can make. It's a promise from God. And it's not just for Zacchaeus, it's also for his house, for his family, all the servants in his household. And actually, it's the poor with whom he shall share with and the people whom he defrauded who will now receive what's fair and right. And it's not just Zacchaeus who was lost, but all the people who have been impacted by the injustice of the community have been lost. You see, Jesus comes to save the world and to seek the lost, and it happens through the fruit that we bear. Salvation does not come to Zacchaeus to make him better. Salvation comes to make his community better. And then Jesus responds to Zacchaeus, you are a son of Abraham, a beloved child of God. 
even in his poor decisions and his unjust role, he has decided to repent, to turn toward God and turn toward others and act. The one who is despised in the community is brought back into community. And when this happens, salvation is made known. Jesus saving and seeking is never exclusive. It's always inclusive. God has created us to be in relationship with others and has gifted each of us with a unique and special way to offer ourselves to the world. And so when we are saved, the world is saved. And so there is our ongoing call to wrestle with and figure out how we each are called to do this, to bear fruit. And just like Zacchaeus, our work is not to make ourselves better, because when we do that, we climb a tree and we isolate and put ourselves above other people. Our call is to come down and to bear the fruit of this world for the sake of the other and to come back into community with love and generosity and compassion. And so this may be a stretch, but I think Zacchaeus was baptized that day in Jericho. There was no water, there was no Jordan River, yet he was found and he received a promise that indeed he was a child of God. Jesus claimed him. And in that promise, he received a clear call to be in relationship with God and with others is found in what we do in each and every day. And Zacchaeus made a change to turn toward his community. And that is how salvation came to him and his house. So hear this. God comes to save. This is God's work. And then from that spills out our call to do this and to share this, to bear fruit in a way that we can do. Salvation comes to be shared with others. What does that look like for you? We are not spectators in this. God unleashes this love so we are all full participants. And what these kids and their families will claim today in baptism is that God's salvation comes to them and then it ripples out into the world. That is where Jesus finds us, in the midst of giving and sharing ourselves. As for that invitation that I mentioned, I think I feel called to continue the work that we're about in this community, in our neighborhood here, and to our partners with whom together we are bearing fruit. It's not U.S. Bank Stadium, but it's rich with neighbors and households of us trusting in what God continues to do.
And for that today, for that gift of baptism, for God to come and find us, and with that love that comes and finds us, we are changed. And then through that change, we are able to extend that love in what we do individually and as a community. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please stand as we sing together. <clears throat>